If you're listening to this, then that means you've either never played D&D and you want to, you've played before, but you want to get into a new game, or you do play and there's somebody else that you want to get into it. Well, today I'm going to talk about the only things you really need to get started in D&D. I'm Zach Holman, and this is Dungeon Man Dragon Master. It's the Dragon Master! If you are brand new to D&D, or if there's somebody that you know that you want to get started in D&D, then this first segment is for you. Let's talk about just the main things you need to know to get started. Because look, D&D can be really daunting, my man. If you look at a character sheet for the first time and all you see is numbers and abbreviations, it's going to be really confusing. A lot of people say, well, don't worry, because they've made books about it. Okay, go read an entire book and then you can play this game, right? Like, that's that's too much. You don't need all that. Because people will help you with it. It's more or less, if you really want to get into it, they've got those books, they've got those resources, so that you can know every aspect of the game. Most of the time, your DM is going to know what exists and how to handle certain things, right? So let's talk about what you need to know. The main thing to keep in mind is imagination is key. If you are in front of a guy who wants to kill you and you have broadsword, what are you going to do? You're going to swing your broadsword at him? Cool. Tell your DM that you want to do that. You don't have to say, I take the attack action and my modifier to hit is plus four and my damage is a D like you don't have to you don't have to know all that somebody will and it's most likely going to be written down in your character sheet somewhere so you can get there eventually mainly you just have to tell your dm what you want to do not necessarily what action you want to take and we'll talk about that a little later but the main point is instead of saying something like i would like to make a deception check you can tell the guy yeah i want to try and lie to him i want to say no, I, I've never seen him before. Is he someone dangerous? And then your DM will say, okay, roll deception. And we'll talk about what that means a little later. But at the end of the day, your DM is going to be able to help you through all that stuff, and your other players are going to be able to give you advice. All you really need to know is what's going on and what you want to do. And that's it. You tell them, and someone will explain the physics. Aside from that, it might be nice to understand your character's features, uh, your race features and your class features. Every race has a different set of things they can do. Every class has a different set of things they can do. And at a certain level, you'll gain feats, which is just different features that you can do. Those are the things you're going to want to read up on. When you have your character sheet in front of you, if you say, oh, I have this ability that lets me have resistance to this for a while, or, oh, I have this ability that lets me this many times a day teleport. If you have those things, just be in mind that you have them. Um, you don't have to know what everyone's abilities are or what every race can do or what every class can do. You just have to know what you, you can do. And that's it. Once you know that, you go forward from there. Let's say you're playing a rogue. Understand sneak attack. Just, just know what it means, okay? You get to deal more damage if your enemy is within five feet of one of its enemies and you get Sneak attack, you get extra damage if you have advantage on the attack roll. Done. Now you know how you can get extra damage. Now you know how to dance around all that. And the other one to keep track of is spells. To be quite honest with you, if you're brand new to the game, I don't recommend playing a spellcaster because it gets complicated. But if you're at level one or, or two or three, there's probably not that much to keep track of. You'll probably be able to pull it off. The main thing with spells is just understanding components and timing and, and things like that. But again, your DM will help you with that. 
your other players or teammates that will help you with that. All you need to know is what spells you have access to. Do you have Firebolt? Do you have Charm Person? That's all. Once you know those things, people will help you out with it. And the last thing you really, really need to like get started as a player in D&D, and this is, where we, this is where we get a little complicated, is knowing how to read your character sheet. I'm going to break it down, um, but mainly you don't need to know all the ins and outs of it. The main reason you need to know how to read it is just in case the DM says to roll something. Roll investigation. What does that mean? Roll a wisdom save. What does that mean? Roll initiative. What does that mean? Well, that's the stuff you need to understand, okay? So let's just talk about, I'm, I'm looking at D&D Beyond right now on a character sheet. The, the front page of it is basically all you need to know. We'll talk about D&D Beyond later. So let's go through it. You'll have AC, which they call an armor class. It might just say armor class. That is the number that other things are going to roll to try to hit you. When they roll their d20 to try and hit you, if they get that number or higher, they hit you. HP, you probably know what that one is. That's how much damage you can take before you go unconscious. Don't worry about going unconscious. The DM will explain it. And then you're going to see S-T-R-D-E-X-C-O-N-I-N-T-W-I-S-C-H-A. Strength, Dexterity, Constitution, Intelligence, Wisdom, Charisma. Do you need to know that? No. Do you need to know the big number, the 10 or 20 or 14? Do you need to know any of those numbers? Usually, not really. The number you need to know is the plus or minus and the single digit number after that. That's an ability modifier. Will you use ability modifiers? Not all the time. Usually you'll use the skill or save modifiers. That's in the next two sections. You'll see a spot that says saving throws. It'll have those same six acronyms, um, not acronyms, abbreviations. I'm a smart person. And it'll have a different plus something or minus something next to it. Those you might want to know. If your DM says make a dexterity saving throw, you go to your saving throws, you look at dex, and you roll a d20 plus whatever that number is or minus. Oops. That's all for that. Skills, the exact same thing. They're different. They're not going to be the same as your saving throws, but it's the exact same thing. If someone says, if your DM says roll an acrobatics check, that means you're going to roll a d20 plus whatever that number is or minus oops. And that's essentially it for that. You don't have to know what all of those are. In terms of building your character, you might care a little bit. So pick one or two that you care about and try and make those numbers high. But once you're playing, it doesn't matter. The DM will tell you when to roll it. You just tell them what you want to do. And the same with saving throws. You don't always know exactly what saving throws are going to be rolled when. There are some that are more common than others. You don't need to know that. All you need to know is what that number is afterwards so that if the DM says roll this, you can roll that. And most of the time when the DM says roll this, it's a d20, a 20-sided die. I'm assuming you figured that one out. And then plus or minus whatever that modifier is. That's it. That's that's all you need to know about that. It's super easy. The only thing that you might see on your skills is, wow, how are some of these numbers really high and some of them aren't? Well, that's proficiency. As every player levels up, their character has a quote-unquote proficiency bonus. Usually, you don't need to know what that is. It's just a math thing. Somebody will help you through it. Or if you're using something like D&D Beyond, it'll work automatically. You don't need to know what that is. The other thing you might be asked to roll is initiative. And by that, I mean you will be asked to roll initiative. Initiative is what DMs use to find the order of combat. You'll have a little spot on your character sheet that says initiative. And it'll say plus something or minus something. Oops. 
And when you roll initiative, it's, surprise, surprise, a d20 plus your initiative. Done. And then they will do all the math and figure out who goes first and who goes last, and you'll go into combat. You'll figure that out as well. They'll explain it, I promise. Uh, and the last thing to keep track of on here, you know, they're like your proficiencies and languages. For the most part, you don't need to know those, but the big ones are going to be defenses and conditions. So defenses are your vulnerabilities, your weaknesses, and your immunities. If you are vulnerable to something, you take double damage from that source. Resistant is half, immune, zero. Figured that one you'd know, but you should know what you have or what you don't have. And the other one is conditions. There are many conditions. You don't have to know all of them. But if your DM says you have one, you might want to take a second and read up on it. It's going to be quick. The DM will let you know what they are. It's just something to keep track of so that when it gets to your turn, you know what you can and can't do. And that's pretty much it. Uh, just some tips before we get off this topic. First of all, just trust your DM, my man. Your DM is there to help you. If you don't feel that your DM is there to help you, why are you playing with that DM? Get a new DM, find a new game, right? Which adds on, ask questions. Don't be afraid. Hey, um, my intimidation is plus 11. Should I be trying to scare these people? Well, maybe, but they'll be able to help you. Your team will be able to help you. Your DM will be able to help you. Hey, I don't know what's a better choice. Should I cast this third level spell or should I cast a cantrip? Well, they'll be able to help you through that. Learning the game is a playing the game process. There aren't very many sanctioned books that explain what the best choice is to make here and there. Just go for it um, and ask for advice. Someone will help. And I think the main thing to keep in mind is just dive in. Don't be afraid. Just do a thing. If you want to, first thing that happens, the DM goes, you're sitting at a table in a tavern and you say, as your big orc, well, this is my tavern now. Bruh. Well, maybe that's a weird thing to do. But hey, if you do it, you did it. You're in the game. And it's going to just get better from there. Now, DMing is a kind of different thing in general. And that can seem even more daunting. Because for the most part, the entire game relies on you. And you have to know everything all at once or else... Oops. And let me tell you something. DMing really isn't that complicated. Mainly, if you've played before, if you consider yourself a relatively experienced player, you know pretty much all you need to know. There's just some extra stuff for the sake of running things. If you know what a nature check is, if you know what a an investigation check is, you're pretty much already there. Uh, if you listen to that last segment, you probably have most of it figured out. It's just changing your mindset and a couple of extra skills. And let's just kind of go through those extra skills real quick. Uh, big one, how to read stat blocks. Uh, most players don't need to know how to read stat blocks. Uh, and by a stat block, I mean uh, what stats an NPC or an enemy might have. Knowing what their abilities do, because it's not always marked. If the, you know They all have the same skills. The question is, what are their modifiers for them? You got to know that, or at least know how to look it up. Uh, you got to know how their actions work and how, you know, multi-attack, things like that. You got to understand how to read that. So that's one thing. And the understanding of skills and saves and their relationship, that's a pretty big one. Because for the most part, if you understand that, you can run an entire game. Those two things, if you understand that, you can do the entire thing. So you should be able to rattle off what the skills are. And let's just go ahead and talk about that real quick. We'll go through each of them individually. I'll give you a little bit of a hand. Acrobatics. How well can you do a backflip? Animal handling. Do animals like you? Arcana. What might you know about something magical? Athletics. 
How far can you run for how long? Deception. Are you good at lying to people? History. Do you know a piece of information? That's literally all history is. Insight. How well can you read a person? This is not a lie detector, but how well can you read a person? Intimidation. How well can you scare somebody and make them want to do something you want them to do? Investigation. Can you figure out what this weird thing in front of you is? Medicine. Feel like that goes without needing to be explained. Nature. What stuff do you know about nature? Not a joke. Perception. Do you notice things or how good are you at finding the important things? This is investigation and perception are sometimes confused. Perception is finding it. Investigation is knowing what it is. Performance. Can you entertain somebody? Persuasion. Can you talk somebody into something? Religion. What do you know about a certain religious thing? Sleight of hand. Can you do weird things with your hands? That's not even a joke. Uh, this will also be for picking locks and things like that. Stealth. You know that one. Survival. If you are dropped in the middle of the woods, is there a skill that you might need that will keep you alive? Setting a trap, making a lean-to, etc., etc. And that's all of them. From there, you'll want to know how they talk to each other. So if someone is deceiving someone, it's going to go against someone else's insight, right? If you are trying to charm somebody with persuasion, that might go up against a wisdom saving throw. It's all about knowing what contests what and what those skills do individually. And honestly, that's way more detail than I wanted to get into, but having a good feeling on those is a great way to start your DM journey. And if you've played the game long enough, you'll know. You'll just know already. There's some stuff your DM might not tell you, like what they're rolling against you, but you'll figure it out, I promise. And the other big one, and this is going to be a little controversial uh, in terms of what like a DM really needs, but as a DM, you need to know how to read. That's it. You don't need anything other than that because Wizards has put out modules. All you need to get started is one of those, and you're done if you understand the concept of the game. It explains everything. What enemies are where, what magic items are where, what treasure exists, what people get for completing quests, etc., etc. You don't need to build this entire world and come up with these great enemies and homebrew all of your... You don't need to do any of that. All you need is to understand the mechanics of the game and a module, and that's it. It's super that easy, especially if you're working with players who are either new, so they A, don't know any better, and B, don't care, and are more focused on themselves, or you're working with players who are like, yeah, we get it, man, you're a new DM, that's fine, we'll, we'll work together on this, it's going to be great, and that's about it. I, I got to tell you, I have a little bit of dyslexia, and I can say for certain that I have never, cover to cover, read either the Player's Handbook or the Dungeon Master's Guide. Never, not once. I look stuff up if I need to know, but I've just played the game. And that's all you really need. But let me give you some tips, because I know that's going to be like, well, Zach, I didn't get anything from that. Well, let me, let me throw some stuff out there. Uh, a big one, improv. Uh, if you're talking to your players as a shopkeeper, it's good to know what the shopkeeper wants and stuff, but it's also good to be able to just kind of roll with stuff. Uh, the quote that all improv people know is, yes, and. Whatever your player says, well, that's what they said. You have to go from there. 
So you say, yes, and also, and you continue from it. So if your player's like, look, I'm looking for uh, a great sword. I really need one. You say, well, you know, I, I get that. That's a great thing. I wish I had great swords in stock. I, I, I just don't. But if you go up the street there, just over to the other side of the road, I went into a voice halfway. I don't know why that happened. If you go to the other side of the road there, you might find one. Uh, there's a, a blacksmith. He might be able to help you out. Guess what? You're about to role play as the blacksmith next. A mindset of, quote, let's have fun is also a big one for me. Um, I feel like a lot of DMs get into the mindset of I'm going to beat my players and there's just no reason to do that because it's not fun. You have control of everything. Um, have that mindset of let's just have some fun. I know that some people are going to hear that and say, yeah, but if I just give them everything, that's not fun for anyone, not me, not them, not anybody. Well, let's look at this from a different perspective. All video game designers create fun. They make fun. They didn't make the game to be unwinnable. They made it to be fun. They made it to create a challenge that their players could overcome. And as long as your mindset is, they're going to have fun with this. They're going to have fun with this. Well, then you're going to get there and it's going to be fine. I would also recommend you be lenient. Um, a lot of stuff is measuring and figuring out very specific details. Is 5.1 feet away too much for a melee attack? Is it? If they move their character 30 feet, 0.2, does it matter? There's sometimes when it kind of doesn't. Okay, yeah, whatever. Measure it. Don't, you know, just a little bit of, it's okay. You're, you're fine. I know what you want to do. You're going to get there. It's fine. And be vulnerable. It's okay to not know the answer to something. It's okay to look it up. It's okay for your first time DMing. Even if you're like a 7,000 time DM, it's okay to go, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I don't want to cheat you out of this. Let, let's look this up. Give me a second. I'll, I'll check into this and then take a five minute break while you look up the answer. And finally, be honest. It's a group activity, man. If you are not having fun with something, be like, hey, guys, you know, I don't really appreciate that. They're all everyone's here to have a good time, including the DM. And as long as you just buckle down and say, you know what? I'm, I'm not big head honcho guy all the time. Everyone's going to have more fun. At the end of the day, DMing is just playing the game and knowing it a little bit better. You're just playing more than one character. Now, finally, a lot of people are probably thinking, okay, I know how to be a player. Okay, I know how to be a DM. But what about actually playing? Like, I don't have any of this stuff. I don't have dice. I don't have blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. Uh, there are a lot of resources online. Even before the pandemic, I have never played the game completely in person because that's just not what we had. I play with people from all over the country. And so even though I'm sponsored by none of these people, I want to throw out to you guys the main resources that I use to play D&D, and you should be able to get going pretty easily. Uh, the first one I mentioned earlier dndbeyond.com. Uh, this is, I believe, now owned by Wizards of the Coast, so it's all great. All of the source material is on there. It's not free, but I think there are a lot of free resources. If you just make an account on there, there are a lot of free resources that you can use, which will be fantastic for you. And if you want to put more money into things, you can. You can keep track of character sheets on there. You can keep track of campaigns on there, so you can put each character into campaigns and you'll be able to keep track of who's who. Furthermore, it builds character sheets without fail. You can't mess up your character sheet because D&D &D Beyond won't let you. 
It'll say, do you want to do this or this? You'll say this. Ta-da, you have it. So again, when you're playing the game, you don't have to know all that stuff about how to build. Hop on D&D Beyond, and you can build your character there. Now, you won't have access to every race because some of them are in other books. You won't have access to every subclass because some of them are in other books. But if you eventually feel that you want to, you can buy those books on D&D Beyond and then you will have access to them. And it keeps track of everything. On there, it'll give you your character sheet in a much more readable sense. And you'll be able to keep track of your inventory, your spells, your spell slots, your HP, all of it. It's very very easy to use, I promise you. And that's just keeping track of your character sheets, and if you're DMing, it'll also have your modules and things on there. What other resources do we have? Well, you gotta have a place to play it. My recommendation is to go to roll20.net, R-O-L-L-2-0 net. It's pretty free. You hop on, you make your stuff, you go. The individual pieces that you'll want to use for like maps and things, they're not free. Uh, but there's a big community, a marketplace that have made a lot of things. And a lot of those materials are, I think, five bucks for a set of tokens or a set of map pieces. So you can make your own stuff pretty easily. If you want to put a little more money into it without necessarily needing to put a lot of time into it, you can buy a module. Most, if not all, of the official modules that Wizards have put out are on Roll20 completely set up. All of the enemies are already where they go. Everything is already, all the maps are there. Everything is explained. It's done. So all you have to do on Roll20 is get that module there, and then start a game of that module, and you're done. Is it a little more expensive? A little bit. I think like 40 to $50 for a module. Not the cheapest thing in the world. But if you consider that this is a game that you'll play probably once a week for a few hours that day, that will last you anywhere from six months to three years. I mean, depending on what module you pick. If you consider that 50 bucks way cheaper than most, well, about the same price as a video game, but it's going to last you longer. You're going to have more fun with your friends. It's a thing. You just have to decide where you want to put your money for your hobbies. My recommendation with Roll20, which I've done recently, is to actually get a subscription so that you can use dynamic lighting. Do you need to use dynamic lighting? No. Super not important. Not a big deal. You can absolutely run a campaign without dynamic lighting. I have done so since the beginning of my D&D career to about a week ago. And then I got dynamic lighting to run my Halloween campaign. And oh my God, I love it. <laughs> so I recommend it. But don't if, if you're not looking to spend that much money, don't. You don't need to. It's, it's, a, it's a subscription that you don't need in case you don't want it. The other great part about Roll20 is you can import your own art and your own tokens. So if you don't want to spend any money, you don't have to. You can create a little image on Microsoft Paint that's a circle with a letter inside that'll keep track of the tokens for your players and your enemies. You can just keep making those and import them into Roll20. You have a decent amount of space that you can save on Roll20 with no subscription, and you can do that. You can trace a map on Microsoft Paint and upload it to Roll20. And boom, there it is. You don't even need to trace a map. You can just have a white background and draw lines. You can do it completely for free if you want to. A little bit more difficult if you're running out of a module, but you've got the map in front of you there, so you can just trace it. Roll20 also has virtual dice, so you don't even really need to have physical dice. If you use Roll20, you just slash R, 1, D, and whatever, or however many D, whatever, and you're good. 
There's a lot of ways to make it easy and free. And that's all you need there. The other one that I'm going to recommend is a website called heroforge.com. You can get a subscription. You don't need to. I have one. I use it a lot. Um, but you can make visuals for your character. You can create a character. Uh, it's, it's a modeling website. You, you make a model of a, of a fantasy character and you can order it essentially building. It is free. Uh, ordering it is not. So if you want them in person, that's great. But the cool thing is if you have a subscription, you have access to their quote unquote booth, which will allow you to take a top down picture of your model. There's your token for roll 20. You've got everything you need. Now you have customized tokens for your players. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. And yes, I've gotten a couple, and they're pretty high quality. I swear to God, I'm not sponsored by any of these people. This is just, I just evangelize what I like. These guys are great. All three of these sources are amazing for what you want to do. D&D Beyond keeps track of all your stuff. Roll20 is a great visual setup for it. And Hero Forge is a great way to add that customization. It's awesome. And of course, the last thing that you really need to get started is friends with a question mark, uh, remote D and D is a thing. You don't really need to have everybody get together at the same time. The first two games that I ever ran and the first game that I ever played were all completely remote. We, I went to my computer once a week and got on discord and chatted with my friends while we went through some stuff. The DM ran things or I ran things and we just went, you don't need to wait for everyone to be in the same place. You don't need to wait until people near you already. If you've got friends in a different country, find a time when you're all available and go, just go, just play. It's, it's so easy, especially these days to just jump in and have a good time with it. And hey, who knows, as this podcast grows a little more, maybe I'll end up running some things that the public can get involved with. Who knows? Maybe someday you'll have the ability to let me know what you think about that. Zibidubop. Thank you so much for listening. If you know anybody who you think might enjoy what I've got to say, send them my way, and I will see you next time on Dungeon Man Dragon Master. That was the Dragon Master. Oh.